I'm John Farmer, and this is a special midweek podcast episode of Georgian Beirut's. You're about to hear my interview with William Prince, which was a surprise to get to conduct with him at Summerfolk. He showed up for the Friday with roughly a day's notice because Matt Anderson wasn't able to make it, and James Keelahan reached out to William Prince to fill in. So that was a treat for me to have that conversation. I hope you enjoy listening to it, and stay tuned for the end when we play one of his songs. I'm in Summerfolk chatting with William Prince. William, welcome back. This is a surprise that you were with us in 2022. John Farmer, I'm sorry I'm here. <laughs> there are a lot of people sad that we don't get to see Matt Anderson, but a lot of people who were stoked that uh, that you were kind enough to fill in for us. As I understand, between Newf- like you're, you're stopping off between festivals in Newfoundland and BC, so we're, we are lucky to be in the middle of those two places. Well, it was supposed to be my laundry day in Winnipeg today, but we... we... We stayed, uh, like you say, I was out in beautiful Woody Point. I was, I was on a boat, uh, literally in the in the ocean, and we got the call that, uh, unfortunately, you know, I I treasure Matt as much as the next person, and sorry to hear he couldn't make it, but we're here now, and it's, uh, yeah, the the vibe is so great. Everybody happy, you know, <laughs> happy to have me. That's so nice, and. I guess somebody else has to cut the grass on your laundry day for you. Yeah, well, my partner's at home right now. She's uh, getting ready to meet us out in uh, Kelowna tomorrow. So we'll make the, the trek back and, and keep on our way. But what a, what a sweet, unexpected stop, you know? The last time, last time I was here, you, you saved me in quite the jam. You know, you made that show for me. I remember we were having a couple issues and I was going to do the show acoustic. And you said, I refuse, my parents need to hear you. And you jumped up out of the crowd. We didn't know each other then. And you set up a microphone for me in front of the stage. And it was a truly memorable and special show. I, I, I cherish and think about that night <laughs> every once in a while when I need a laugh. So it was really great. And you've played some some huge stages in the time since and also played a lot of webcasts from home. Um, even just your description of Thursday, you're in Newfoundland. Uh, Friday, as we're speaking, you're in Owen Sound, and you're going to be in BC by the time the weekend's out. What's it been like jumping right back into touring after a couple of years of a very different speed for you? It was a nice slowdown. You know, it was nice to rest, uh, take the time to to be home. It took it took a world event to to stop for a little while, and it was nice because you know. Number one, I got to I got to see my son so much more, and we did a lot of cool things over the last couple of years, and just uh, that imprinting that's so important. He he just turned six years old, and I love that we had the last few years together to just grow uh, in our in our love and our friendship. And now my my partner joins me on the road all the time now, uh, and so. That's the big change is that I, I have friends and help with me now that we're out here and I was doing it alone for a long time and nice to have some company now, you know, puts a smile on my face all the time and feels really good. So yeah, the it's nice to be back full full speed as they would say, but we had a lot of really nice times from my living room over the past couple of years, you know, singing from home and uh, 
you know, I put out reliever in February of 2020 and had all these plans and then they changed and sitting around home for a couple months, I made another record, kind of this Mother's Day gospel throwback to play some old country songs that I love. And yeah, it's been a special time, you know, I'm thankful for the growth. I'm so thankful that I was safe at home and we, we, we just, we were one of the, the very fortunate and blessed in the last little while. So to come back, I love it you know, just as much as I did and even more than I ever have at the same time. That, um, that, those comments about having time with your, with your son and, and that quality time and also uh, the reference to Gospel First Nation, which included a song written by your dad. Um, has music always been a part of your family experience or did, like, yeah, wh- when did you come to that? Well, my dad always had a guitar around and yeah, it led itself. When we, when we first established ourselves back and in, in on the Pegasus First Nation, I was, it was grade five, just going into grade five and really getting to know my indigenous identity, my family. You know, I had grown up in predominantly um, white communities up until that point and really didn't have any knowledge of, you know, your family lineage to this beautiful place. Pegasus First Nation, just two hours north of uh, of Winnipeg and... Sorry, John. Where were we headed? Well, I'm just talking about the the family influence of oh, music yeah, around for you, sorry. and and it sounds like your dad always had a guitar. And if those mm-hmm. like, um, if if that part of the world is like parts of rural and and kind of remote and more indigenous uh, Ontario that I've driven through, the the local radio stations have a lot of country and a lot of the the classics that that gospel first nation had had that vibe of yeah. was that an early love for you or were you were you uh maybe tasting from a variety of musical styles oh that's that's totally um <clears throat> pardon me to the the credit to my my dad he loved all the all the old greats you know the country singers he was he was a pastor and he would sing in the in the community and such but you know he was just as much in service of the Lord as he was Charlie Pride and Johnny Cash and all those guys and you know great singers in our house I had no shortage of great music in our house you know I've touched on this before the my mom loved Ann Murray and Whitney Houston and the Beach Boys and my dad loved all the baritone singers you know uh, Willie Nelson and Hank Williams of course Cash and Christopherson all those things so good I was lucky good music was always around me so and do I do I remember right that when you started to play in bands that there was kind of that next generation of, of musical mentorship that lifted you up into that that gigging scene as well? Yeah, you know, I got to I got to play in a a small town country church band and it was just a, a really great safe place for me to explore and grow my talent. And I moved to the the city university and and I just kind of cut my own path writing songs on my own while you know studying a pretty challenging science degree and music was the thing that I was always going back to when when I was happy I'd play music and when I was stressed from school I'd university I'd play music and then I just it was couldn't ignore it anymore and I just kind of took a leap of faith and use those influences, use those lessons. My dad was a, a great speaker, and both at a, a pulpit and as his time as an AA 
you know, speaker and such. And so he was always good with his words and good with people and became a life skill that, you know, helps my, helps my very being today. Has, I love the way that you described that, that music, you, you just couldn't ignore it. Like it was, it was the good medicine, no matter whether you needed the lift up or whether you were celebrating. Has the way that you've approached albums and recording changed since you were working on that, that first cut of Earthly Days? I think I've always been a movie maker, you know? I, I see each album as its, its own film, its own production of sorts, and so I'm really excited how the, the story's shaping itself, and I'm looking forward to the new record. I, you know, in the coming while, really loose on the details right now, but next year, there's gonna be a bit of a recalibration, you know? I, I, I did the gospel throwback, and it's, it's a really interesting conversation now to have as we talk about, of course, truth and reconciliation and this, this, the uncovering of the children and learning a lot more of the details of residential school and such. And so I, I wasn't here, you know, the, the Christian church has a lot of advertising already. You know, they got a lot of people carrying that. And for me, it was a total nostalgia project about this is the first music I ever played. And so... At the time, when we're going through the pandemic, and it only felt appropriate, really. We were all grieving. We were all at a loss. So it just took me back naturally to, what can I do with my time and the, the things that I like to do, and that's make music, record music, and commit to these old songs and let them bring joy, while still, you know, Reliever was a brand new record still. And so they both kind of occupied my time over the past two years, and... You know, not an ideal time, but the right time. So that that's what was most important. And now, you know, I did the the Terry Fox tribute song. I did a song called Run. And then uh, I, I have this duet with Serena Ryder out that I love. You know, we my first duet and first time singing with my friend. And so now it's nice to go back. And this will be the, the love record, you know. It's really about feeling the love from my partner and having a family that I cherish and my son you know, growing more and more incredible and full of all these impressive, wonderful things every single day. And so I'm happy. I'm, I'm really excited that chapter four, I guess, as you'll call it, um, is turning the bend on all those things I had to, to grow through on the track. And that was like the loss of my dad and separation from a partner, new being a new dad, all those big changes, you know. And now that the the cosmic dust is kind of settled and this is who I am. This, these are my blessings in front of me. This is what I get to do and it's, it's owning that and, and living in it, being present for it because, you know, nothing is forever, nothing's permanent, especially as an artist, especially, you know, what we do here. So I'm just really trying to live it up and enjoy it and can't believe we're in Owen Sound tonight, you know, doing it again. It's going to be incredible. I love it all. The first time I ever heard you play was at a Folk Music Ontario conference, and, and you, I remember you saying something there about um, Scott Nolan, something to the effect of Scott Nolan teaching you that it's okay to just sit down and deliver your music. You've now played huge stages like Canada Day in Ottawa and, and toured all across the country and opened for Neil Young. Is the way that you approach delivering your songs different? Well, I guess, what is that, like six, five, six years later? You know, I, I've committed to doing 
the same show no matter the stage or the room consistency and what feels good in my heart and that's what I always go on so I feel more comfortable in it all the time it's been nice playing the the bigger places because it gives you an idea of the energy required to hold a place like that so we were just at the Budweiser stage opening for Sarah McLaughlin the other week and it was one of the greatest shows you know like to be there at that scale with her incredible audience and traveling with you know a sound tech now and having those comforts be consistent every night is is really the great privilege of what I get to do now and I'm thankful for the help because it just helps me do a better job and enjoy it more all those things you know uh so. How, how do you keep that kind of balance? I've, I know you've posted a bit on social media too about, um, about like I think it was a Metallica show. I, I saw a post from a few months ago, and and that balancing of like you're a music fan and you get to deliver your own art on these stages. Is there a like? Do those two things just kind of blend together, or are there pinch me moments still? Like, what what does that feel like? Well, there are. Um... There's the the making and the presenting, you know. Uh, majority of the artistry takes place off of the stage, outside of the hour that you're actually performing, you know. And so um, it's quite surreal at times, and it just feels, I want to say this carefully, like normal, like a, a, a nice new thing that over these past few years has become part of my life. It's the... If there's a blending, it's a blend between who I was and who I am, you know, at a time when I was searching for validity and hoping that people would like these songs and take time for them and lift up where they came from in the process, you know, like they come from stories of love and loss on a little reserve and then my own growth in the city and living my life and learning these hard lessons, sometimes harder than others and... And uh, blending that now to where, you know, the clothes I wear all day are the clothes I wear on stage kind of thing, you know. And that's what I love the most about it is that you work at something long enough and it will become your life if you choose that, you know. And it's working out that way right now, so I humbly accept it and hope it keeps going. And if there's, yeah, each moment, each moment is special and worth taking a look at, but in not being any place too long, uh, it's nice to always acknowledge where we are, but have that hope and excitement for the future and, and more opportunities to share the gift, the gifts of song and, and be with, uh, travel with my band, travel with my sweetheart, bring my son on a plane. Oh my God. Like, is it real? Like it feels like everything, everything I was chasing and we're just, we're just really still getting started. So the the way that you describe that same it's the same you're bringing the same show whether it's a, a big stage or a small stage kind of made me think of a surfer and and you start off surfing the waves that are available and you've you you are now surfing those big stages and then these big changes and that well i don't know i maybe i'm projecting here but i imagine that occupying that space on your surfboard which happens to be a stage sometimes that as you feel like maybe there's a balance there that you're just you're here right now, whether you're on a 60 foot wave or a little tiny stage at a smaller place. I wanted to sing songs and that's what I get to do all the time. So, yeah, that's a good way to put it. You um, you, you mentioned the duet with Serena. Does 
I, I imagine that writing, starting off writing your own songs is maybe different than sitting down with friends who also happen to be Juno Award winners and songwriters. Is the way that you approach songwriting with other people, uh, has that changed or evolved? Or is that also just an extension of the way that you've approached your craft from the beginning? Well, that, that particular song I, I wrote ages ago, I think that's one of the first songs I ever wrote, the Sing Me a Song duet, as practice. You know, I wanted to write something in the classic vein of, you know, you know, I got you, babe, you know, Sonny and Cher, Johnny and June kind of thing, and a, a call and answer. I love songs like that. And so it was my ode, you know, to the great cloth of all those great duets and songs. And so... And then, and then working with Serena and now just being friends where we send songs back and forth and dream up ideas for the future. And, you know, it started off, the vision was, we just want to sing once together. And then we did the Spark together at the Junos in 21. And then she got uh, an award for the, the Walk of Fame in Canada. And I, I sang a new song with her there. And then we did Massey Hall together and did an encore together. And then we did an, another show like that. And it just... It's happening in a really natural, comfortable way. And so, yeah, my I'm still pretty solo in terms of writing. You know, it's a very protected thing for me. I, I have to get quiet and still in the river on my own before you plunge your hands in and catch a fish or quiet the thoughts. There's time for the writing and such. And I used to think if you're always working at it, that's, again, that validity, that you know, I, I want to be a real writer, and it's. I think the people show me that all the time that these, these, these written things that I make have an effect of some sort that lifts and contributes to people's lives the same way that Neil's music and Joni's music contributed to me, and that's that's the that's the beautiful surreal moment. Is like all this fuss for for what I do, and uh, I'm I'm just so happy about it. Like trying to be happy about it there's still all the the balance of all things you know mm. working on my mental health and like I say being more present for the good clearing the hard drive and not carrying the heavy stuff on my shoulders so much and letting go of the things that I can't control or change and putting up comfort boundaries in my own life or expectations with others and mm. that's really led to this place where I'm more dialed in than ever and I love finding songs I love putting it all together still so as long as they keep coming, I'll still keep going. I imagine it's hard too because the when your songs really resonate with people, those people are putting the, like they're it's the it's the earthly days as the first dance at the wedding. It's it well, uh, I became a dad this year, and listening to "That's All I'll Ever Become" is way different now. But those are impacts on people that you don't get to see, right? Like you get to see the audience, but the way that your songs are resonating with people and ringing in people in their private moments—that's you're, you're too far removed from that. That's too private, and yet your music is resonating out in these circles uh, across the audience, across their lives, and that must. Like I imagine that feels amazing and also elusive because on a rand on your laundry day you might not know that someone is finding comfort in that album that they're listening to for the hundredth time that's getting them through whatever it is they're moving through. That's a heavy, beautiful thing, you know. Uh, like you say, that's I don't know if uh, you you make. I'm kind of flabbergasted by it all when you put it that way, but it all started out as therapy and. A, version, a, a way of dealing with 
my feelings. And then I think as you just grow and mature and you see the the wide range of it, like, man, love is the universal, in quotations, religion. You know, that's where we all turn and humble ourselves is to love new love and children's love and loss of love, all those things. I'm really figuring out the grander picture. I've I've tried to to put a put a word to it all the time and the search continues and the harvesting continues and I'm going to just keep doing that, you know. Well, and English is English doesn't do us any favors as a language by putting such an expansive thing as love into such a tiny word that we have to then try to make fit to all these different ways that we that we open ourselves up and and connect with people and places across our lives. Um, I know you got to get ready for a for a show here, and Leela Gilday is about to take the stage, so yes. we should go watch that. Yes. But uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with me uh, before you fly off to BC. Um, you mentioned a new album coming out, Light on the Details, because yeah. it's because uh, it's it's all private, or like is it a different direction? It's coming. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about it when time comes. Yeah, but it don't it's already. Uh, yeah, it's put together. It's, it's ready to go. So. Well, that's a treat that is waiting for us somewhere down the line. Thanks so much for making another stop and for making some time to chat while you're here. Is there one song that you think, based on what we've talked about, that we should that we should play coming out of this interview? Oh, geez, you know, just just play the spark. I think of that song all the time and just how like, are we dreaming? Is this really how we're living now? You know and that again, one of the oldest songs I have, uh, envisioning this time where it's like, take a look around at all your blessings, look at look at what you have, and it's quite surreal. And every day, you know, the travel, the the tiredness, the loneliness, all those things, they do not outweigh the joy that I take from all of this that I get to play, that I get to be in a new place, and uh, I'm still full of gratitude. I hope that never changes and the people make me feel so great and just being back, yeah, the spark of life is this, is uh, another show, another song, another opportunity to, to share and even this, you know, talking about it and uh, I, I really, really love it all. So yeah, play the spark. That's a, that's a good one. All right, William Prince on Georgian Bay Roots. Thanks so much. So am I dreaming Or is this just how we're living now Refuse to wake cause I Have never been this close You always think I'm leaving Before I've had the chance to stay Darling it'll be okay If you look me in the eyes I sing now Don't be afraid of the fire, babe I'd never let you burn and all these bridges we cross All that water underneath When the ashes of lost love 
make it hard to breathe My love, if we burn, would you burn right next to me? And there's so much revealed where You take the time to know me for who I am Afraid of the fire, babe. I'd never let you burn. And all these bridges we cross, all that water underneath. When the ashes of lost love make it hard to breathe, my love, if we burn, would you burn right? Next to me And I was in the dark The day that I met you Now you expect me Just to forget you Act like the fire never burned It was my solstice, my refuge Sitting on the sun I was so nervous to let you Share with me this pain Reason I don't take a day off My intentions, they were pure I'm just a beacon for chaos That fire ever burn, just let it burn I said if that fire ever burn, just let it burn And I sang don't be afraid of the fire, babe I never let you burn And all these bridges we cross All that water underneath The ashes of lost love Make it hard to breathe My love, if we burn Would you burn right next to me? And is it safe to say you are? Oh, baby, you're the flame, the fire But most of all You're the spark.